Welcome to our first installment of Life Shouldn't Hurt. We're here with Grant Fedora. Grant, why don't you explain to uh, our listeners exactly what you had in mind with it for this show? Well, this is just what you would uh, hear if you were in my living room talking or listening to me just talk to somebody, tell their story about uh, how they've faced the world and particularly their health issues that they're facing. We want to share information with our audience so that they can see other the other side of things sometimes. And hopefully I can ask some good questions of my amazing guests over the next little while and we can share some insight into what happens when people face different uh, health issues in our system. And and uh, and I think that we're going to have a lot of inspirational stories. In fact, our guest today is just an inspiration to me. Uh, I, I would love to introduce Bryn Griffiths. Welcome, Bryn. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. And you're looking fantastic. Thanks. I feel great. I can't tell you how, uh, how that makes my heart feel. Well, you uh, played a huge role in me getting back on track three years ago. It's almost three years ago right now, in fact. Yeah. So I'm thrilled to be here. Well, well let's get right into it. Okay. I don't think we need to. Wait, why don't you tell us your story? I mean, let's get right back to, I think the first time you found out that you had cancer was 2018, Bryn? Yeah. What happened was uh, I decided to take some time off from this business, this radio business, and I wanted to kind of decompress a little bit. And uh, I wasn't feeling all that great. Went into the hospital and they did a scan and they found a tiny little tumor on my right kidney. And they said, that's easy. They were actually quite excited about it because they said, that's fixable right now. You probably wouldn't have had a problem for about 10 years with that, but we can take it out. And I thought they were talking about the little tumor. They were talking about my entire right kidney. Oh my goodness. So I kind of battled through that a little bit, took around six months to recover, but I just bounced back because I have two kidneys, now one. So that's easy. You know, I, I, I like to go for parts where I know I might have two or I don't need it. And then I had gone another three years and I wasn't feeling very well. Went to see my doctor, said, we better get a, a, an endoscope done. We better send, I was having trouble with uh, digestion of my food. And he said, we better get a camera down there and take a look. However, we were backed up. The system is backed up on endoscopes. Just keep rolling. We did some various other little tests. Nothing showed up. And then I'd gone to the World Junior Hockey Championship in the Czech Republic. And I was feeling a little off over there. And then I get back into, uh, you know, into my home environment in Edmonton and I collapsed at home one day and I was rushed to the hospital and they said, you have a bleeding ulcer, but there's a problem. After they had done the scope the next morning, they said, it's on, it's a tumor in your stomach and that's where the ulcer is. So uh, we're going to, we did a biopsy while you were sleeping, while you were having a pretty good sleep and uh, the results came back. It was stomach cancer, stage four. The location of the tumor was very high up in my stomach, and they said, we're going to set you up with a surgeon sometime this week. He'll take a look at what's going on, and then we'll make a, you know, we'll make a diagnosis, and we'll try to figure out how we're going to handle that. And so I said, okay, let's go. Let's, let's get it done. And uh, they said, we're going to do surgery, but we have to remove your entire stomach. So we're going to basically, uh, I use the term and everybody at the household just cringes when I use it. But I, I say it laughingly that they were going to gut me like a trout. Right. And they were basically going to make, I was going to have the mark of zero from up high on the left-hand side, diagonally across my midsection. They removed my entire stomach and it took eight and a half hours. I, am I allowed to say Dr. Schiller was my surgeon because he did remarkable work? Absolutely. I was in close contact with uh, uh, Dr. Scarf at the Cross Cancer Institute in Edmonton. And uh, anyway, so I had the surgery done. 
They just about lost me over two days because I had a chest infection. I survived the surgery, but it was the complications, and it was just as COVID, COVID was hitting. So I was not allowed to have anybody with me from my family while I was recuperating. But the chest infection started to spread, and the doctors were not very very pleased with what was going on and even told my family, we, we're not sure if he's going to make it through these next couple of nights. He's an ICU, but he's got a little bit of spirit. He might come through this. He's pretty perky. And I came through it, but it took six weeks to uh, recover and finally get out of uh, the uh, wonderful hands of everybody at the Royal Alex Hospital. And then I went through another six months of sitting at home on a beautiful summer on the deck and just trying to figure out, what do I want to do when I get out of here? I started focusing on things I wanted to do. I love that. Right? And also, uh, there's one other quick story. We all need mentors, somebody who can kind of help guide us through everything. And, and I had two guys that were very helpful. One guy was a good friend of mine, Dr. Gans Ferentz, in-town psychologist. He was able to work with me and get me mentally prepped to go in for the surgery. And then the week before surgery, I got a call from a friend of mine, Darren Drager at TSN. And he and uh, his good buddy Ray Ferraro, a uh, hockey legend as well, they, um, they had been doing an interview with a guy who had had his stomach removed and was dealing with cancer, and his name was Dale Howarchuk. I did not know Dale. I may have stuck my microphone into a scrum at one time over here at the Coliseum when the Winnipeg Jets were here and the Buffalo Sabres, but I didn't know him. And Darren said to Ray after they had done the interview, I was thinking of Bryn all the way through this because he's going to go through this in another week. Yeah. So Darren set me up to talk to Dale Howardchuck. And uh, so I said, yeah, I'd love to chat with Dale. I figured it'd be a five, 10 minute conversation. This was the day before my surgery in March of 2020. Dale phones me. We talked for about an hour and a half, and he really pumped my tires. He had me ready to go through surgery, and uh, I credit Dale. I, I wish he was around to, to thank him, but unfortunately, he, his battle didn't go as well as mine. Uh, my surgeon did remarkable work. In fact, the, the gang at the cross even said they, they did scintillating work because we did a scan three months later. We couldn't find anything. Which is great. Now, I'm a believer that if cancer comes for breakfast, it might come for dinner later, but I don't care. There's a long time between breakfast and dinner. I'm going to live life to its fullest, and here I am. This is three years later, and I, I feel like a million bucks. I can't tell you how good that makes me feel, but number, I want you to take me back a little bit. I, okay. You said something that, that just rung in my head because we hear this all the time. I felt off. I felt off. That's yeah. why I went in. Describe off. What What exactly, what was off for you? Well, it's funny because I hear this more about guys than with the ladies. Ladies, I think I've got a much better read on what's going on with them. Guys may have a read on what's going on with them, but they go, I'll get through this. I'll power my way through it, which I think is kind of dumb. And in hindsight now, I've talked to so many guys who've gone through cancer lately and I really love getting people reaching out and contacting me because if I can be the Dale Howard check to them, I'm happy to do it. But the one thing I always tell people is listen to what your body is telling you because it probably is telling you something. For me, I knew it just didn't feel right. I can't, and I knew digesting my food was a, a bit of a problem, but I never would have thought it was stomach cancer. So I'm just, I'm kind of lucky too that I collapsed at home because it really kind of raced me through things. Because when you appear at a hospital in an ambulance, you kind of move up a notch on that, uh, on that panic list at, at, at a hospital. So I had a lot of things go right for me. 
And uh, a lot of things went right for me because I'm here with you today. Were you more, do you think you were more attuned to it because you'd gone through it before? Were you more, mm, maybe something's going on or do, were you playing the same man role, which is, I'll just power eh, through this. Yeah, no, no, no big deal. Well, it's funny because I found the little, the little like kidney one by mistake, right? Because right? I thought it was coming down with shingles. And they said, oh, we'll do a scan anyway, just to see. And that, that's how they found it. I went in with one doctor. And then when I came back with the results, there were two. The second doctor was an oncologist. And he was, like I said, giggling because he went, oh, I'm, we never catch these fast enough. And with you, we've just stumbled on it. Right. We can we can deal with this. You'll never have to deal with it again. So I just, uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, right place, right time. And great people looking after me, right from the surgeons to uh, the first, you know, the first responders to the nurses and all the staff at the hospital. It, 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 you know, I hear all the horror stories, but really at the end of the day, we get great care once we get in, right? Well, I think, our, I think that's the case. I mean, everybody should be putting everything forefront for somebody who's taking on these struggles. And hopefully that's been your experience because you're sitting here with me. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to have to cut to a break here. Okay. And so I think when we pick up, I'd like to hear about that journey and the journey that's after. You know, you've gone through everything and now we got to get to uh, living life again. And I'd love to hear that part of the story. So we'll, let's, uh, let's break and uh, we'll come right back with Life Shouldn't Hurt right here on the Chorus Radio Network. 